We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Ta-da! Back at it. Back at it. We've been we've been lazy here lately. We have. We uh we put the we, we put the turkey podcast out like the last trimester of the turkey hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then we took a week off because we went turkey hunting and it sucked. Well, I can't even say the turkey hunting sucked. No the trip the was trip not sucked. enjoyable. But and then the draw happened, and we because should've... we really didn't hunt turkey. <laughs> no, no, we we kind of walked around. But then then the, the draw happened, and we haven't we haven't talked anything about that. We're going to talk about it tonight, but we are. But um, yeah, so we we've been a little kind of and then just mildly Max. mildly lazy on the releasing of the podcast here. The past few uh, podcasts we've released, yes, but in fairness. I want to say that it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah, <laughs> that that no. that no. But I'm going to go even further back. I mean, the, the legislative session kind of killed us. Yeah, wiped me the hell out. It it just by the time that was done, I think we were just like <sighs> trying to catch wind. Yeah, we needed a little bit of a break, um, and unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of hunting break after that. No. Um, a little bit, but a little bit, but not much. But here we are again. Yep. Um, a couple of cool things have happened. Like I said, we went turkey hunting. Um, We're going to talk about that too. And which that one, we'll get into it. Yeah. But, um, I'm gl- I'm glad we did it. Super glad we did it. You know, I um I guess we'll talk about that first. Do you want to talk about that first? That's where want? we're at. Okay. I mean, we're, we're talking about it. Let's just keep rolling. Um, so a couple, two, three, four years ago, probably, um, Rodney gets this damn idea, (laughs) which, which, um, and when Rodney gets an idea, it pervades his mind. It does. It does. But, um, I'm sad that it took so long, you know, but, but regardless, like I said, three or four years ago, I decided, you know, we've the the fad of the backcountry hunting right yeah has you know it's just gotten more and more and more and we don't have a ton of gear like that you know we we like our camps you know the big fat camp and stuff like that that we do the big elk camp the big deer camp uh setups that we do and but i'm all for trying things you know and so I got it in my mind that I wanted to do a backpack hunt. Yep. And I do some thankfully back, I do some backpacking with with my wife. Yep. Yeah, I, I think thankfully, I, I think I chose wisely. Yes. Thankfully Rodney had the presence of mind to think, Hey, let's try it on something small like a turkey rather than right out the gate, let's do elk hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, that you know was a why you have chosen wisely. You have chosen <laughs> semi wisely. <laughs> yeah. But so I decided I wanted to do to try this backpack hunt. Yep. And so for the past three or two or three years, we've been trying to 
get together, me, you, and Deedon. And we didn't even get to drag Deedon on the suck. So we might have to just drag him along one more time just so we can he, he, we can laugh at Deedon. You go ahead. Misery. <laughs> but I'll take my horses. Right. You can right? take Deedon yeah. and embrace the suck. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I would rather hunt Texas style than do that again. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a big one. <laughs> That is saying something right there. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. Breaking news. Bold statement right there. Um, yeah, so so we've been trying to put together a time when we can go on a three or four day backpacking hunt into a wilderness somewhere. And let's preface all of this by saying... You know, to those that love it, kudos. Yeah. You know, we we, we it, believe guys. in that. That yeah, whether you're hunting from a blind, hunting from a stand, spot and stock, backcountry, you don't care what whatever How, however you like to hunt. However you like to hunt, man, you do you. Yep. Yeah, go enjoy it. And um more power to you. But after having done it, I can definitely say with supreme confidence. And you never doing that shit again. <laughs> uh, so, so it'll, it'll, and I'm sure we'll get comments on this. Well, what, how did you do it? What did you do? Uh, that, admittedly, we did a lot wrong. We did oh, a lot yeah. wrong. Yeah. I'm not, but that being, that being said, I was, I was pretty much sure I was going to hate it. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, I probably told you that every time you brought the idea mm-hmm. up, I, I, I'm pretty much pretty much sure I brought it up every time you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I want to do that. I gave in and we did it, and I'm glad that that we at least got the experience to say I ain't never going to do it again. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's I, you know what? I'm not even going to go as far as say won't ever do it again. Don't ever want to do it again. Um, if I have the choice, I will never do it again. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, listen, there's there's all kinds of circumstances and caveats. And, and going back to what you said about how we did probably a lot of things wrong, okay, and, and that we'll get comments on that. And that's fine. We can get comments on that. But one of the things is it, we've done a lot of things wrong in a lot of hunting scenarios, but we, we still loved it so much we took the time to learn how to do it right. Yeah. I hated this so much. <laughs> I'm not going to take the time to learn how to do it anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but it, it it wasn't it wasn't because of the amount of effort that it took. No, because the way we hunt, the way we camp, takes a tremendous amount of effort. Yeah. Okay. It's just effort in different ways. Right, it's like I'm, I'm going to use a construction out analogy. Right, so like if you're pouring concrete, it's work, 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 wait, 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 work, 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 work. Right. Yep. But if you're framing a house, it's work, 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 work all day long. Right. So to me, backpacking versus the way uh, the way we camp. The, the backpacking was um, just a different style of work than the way we work. Yeah. The way the way we camp 
is more like the concrete. Okay? You work your ass off getting set, camp set up. You relax and enjoy it. And you, and and you, you work your ass up tearing it down. Yeah. I mean, and, and you set it up so that you're moderately comfortable doing it. In between. Once exactly. In between. Yeah. Exactly. And with the backpacking, um, the backpack hunting, because I backpack. All right. So me and Dana have been on some backpacking trips, and we, we thoroughly enjoy that. And it's not like what we did when we were hunting. Um, but with the backpacking hunt, it was work. Work. The whole time. And I never had the enjoyment moment. Mm. I never had the moment where I said, this is worth it. You know, when we go camping, it, you know, generally uh, our first to be deer hunt. Yep. The setup was a tremendous amount of effort. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you're done setting up and you sit down in your chair and you look around... And you're relaxing. You got a fire and you, going. And you pop a cold one. And you got a fire going. And you know you're getting up and going hunting in the morning. You say to yourself and your soul, everything that I just did was worth it. Was worth everything that I'm fixing to do. Yep. Or everything that I'm fixing to do was worth the effort of everything I just did. However you want to phrase it. Yep. Uh, and I never got that it's worth it moment in, in the backpack trip beautiful country enjoyed the scenery scenery uh, um all of that stuff i love hunting but i just did not enjoy that trip yep there was no it's worth it moment no i think it's i mean that's the simplest way to put it this, yeah. there wasn't um i was i was i was cautiously optimistic when we started out but uh as, as the temperature rose and the the focus went from hey let's set up a comfortable camp to we gotta find water and mm-hmm. wherever there's water we're gonna make do a camp there yeah you're it, it just went downhill from there yeah you know now having said that you spot turkey and you go into we're hunting mood you know um but it took that it took the actual spotting of the turkey. You know, when you, when you're hunting deer, you you can you can go out, you go out first thing in the morning and you can hunt and you can hunt all morning and you can not see anything. And but you're always optimistic. You're always moving forward with that goal that it's going to happen. That, that it's all going to come together, right? And even if it doesn't, in the end, you're like, it was worth it. You know, every step we took, I was like. We're just further away from our damn camp that we packed six miles in here. And I'm really tired of walking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never felt like I was hunting. No. I just felt like I was walking further away from the place that I wanted to lay down and die. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you put it very succinctly. (laughs) I could not put it better myself. That's exactly right. Uh, And, yeah, it... Um. Really, that 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 kind of summarizes the entire my my feelings of the entire thing. Every step that we took, I was thinking, that's another step I got to take back out of this place. Right, right. <laughs> and and it was just uh, kudos to those that do it. Yeah. Man, I I mean kudos to you. Uh, 
it wasn't that we're out of shape. It wasn't that we're not physically capable. It, literally, it was just that I just I just didn't enjoy the style. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you know, which is Texas hunting with, with you know sitting in a tree stand. I just don't enjoy it. It's really crazy though, and I don't know what the difference was. Um, when I was doing that that bighorn sheep hunt, mm-hmm. I walked probably as many or more miles every day of that hunt. Um, probably not, not probably about half the weight, but every day of that hunt, I walked as many or, or more miles mm-hmm. and it was worth it. I don't mm-hmm. know what the difference was. Just, uh, I mean, one of the differences was I knew I was going to get off the mountain and have a, factor. and have a, a, a meal and a bed. The, the, this is worth it factor. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where it is. There was no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for us. And because... Because of our style and our beliefs, and and, and, I, and I truly believe this, I, I've thought about it a lot um, since we've done the hunt and since we, you know, before we decided to talk about it on this podcast. Um, man, right out, just poof, right out the back of my head, you know, <laughs> looking up at that thought bubble and thinking, where is the typewriter gone? Um, the, the way we do things it's not about the kill yeah okay it's not about the trophy it's about the experience it's about every single moment of it and it's not it's not about it's not just about um i worked my ass off for this i earned it you know it's just it's the enjoyment of every minute yeah you know and even when it's hard you know how many elk have we packed out and um oh yeah steep hills that we've climbed the, the, and the big horn sheep i packed out the was effort, miserable you know watching you climb out of that canyon with the freaking deer on your back uh, a year or two ago that's that was hard yeah man i could see in your face how hard that was and and but it was worth it yeah. it had that enjoyment factor so, because that's how we hunt, there was none of that in that hunt. Yeah. Because it wasn't, that style of hunting is all about the end result. Yeah. Because it's just suffer, 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 suffer. When, suffer, 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 suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to discourage people from trying this. I think every Hunter should give this a try. It, go try it. It's an experience. <laughs> I should go on, but an experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Go try it because it may be your thing. That may, there's plenty of people out there that it's that's what they thrive on, right? Um, just not my thing. Yeah, not my thing. I uh, I am I am by nature uh, a cautious and preparatory person. Um, and so that learning what you can cut to cut as far as weight, mm-hmm. uh, even though you're gonna you're gonna be adding that level of discomfort, that's not my thing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though too, like like you say, no, number one, that that style of anything is expensive. Yeah. All right, because 
you got to have a pack or wait, you got, you got to have a sleeping bag that's warm yet small. Yep. Right. And light. That makes it expensive. And that makes it expensive. So you, you, the weight, I mean, both like you, you're trying to cut weight and what are you going to take and what are you not going to take is really tricky. But I made a mistake, I think, in actually taking my turkey vest. Um, and I probably took way too much turkey gear. You know, I even pared down from what I would normally take. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I was carrying 60 pounds, 50 to 60 pounds, somewhere in there. And um, it's too much for me. And I don't think that I took a lot that I didn't need. Um, but I think a lot of stuff that I took was heavier than I needed because I didn't spend enough money on it. Yeah. And, and that unfortunately is a factor in that world. Yeah. You know, whereas I can get away with, um, a cheaper sleeping bag and a, and a wool blanket in the tent with a heater. You can't do that out there. Yeah. So you have to have the expensive gear. And the whole bag steal and borrow thing goes out the window. It does. Because nobody's going to loan you their $500 backpack or sleeping bag that weighs six ounces and is, you know, the size of a shoe. (laughs) So it becomes an expensive venture. Mm -hmm. And it's just very tough. Yep. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I was pretty sure it wasn't for me and I was proven right. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted to try it. I wanted to try it. I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh super, super glad that we um decided to do it on Turkey. Um we made a couple of, of poor you chose poorly decisions. Um one I think is our location. So in in any hunting scenario an important an important factor is is your preparation, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, it's preparation. We kind of did a last minute change due for, for good reason. For good reason, yeah. But I'll, I just want to go. I just want to go through the talking yeah, yeah, yeah. the talking points on that. So we were going to go to the to the um, Crucis Basin Wilderness. One, we were looking for a wilderness that's kind of close to us that we could hike into because we wanted it to be a wilderness because we wanted to get away from people and we wanted to pack in. You know, we wanted that to be the experience. Yep. Um, we were going to go to Christian Space and Wilderness. I didn't realize that that area was so high in elevation. And we'd had some snows and stuff. And so everything everything that we heard is, you know, a lot of stuff is still frozen over up there. A lot of snow. It's hard to even get to the trailhead because of the roads well, and stuff. Basically, they said you can't get to the trailhead because yeah. of the drifts. Yeah. So... It, we weren't 100% sure what was going to happen if we went that direction. Um, we were pretty sure we could get to the boundary of the wilderness just coming from the other side, but we weren't really sure what was going to happen. What was it going to look like when we get there? Uh, is it going to be just solid snow? We weren't real sure. Um, and so we began looking for a plan B. Yeah. And, our plan B became the Sabinosa Wilderness. And beautiful place. Yeah. Highly recommend taking a trip down there. 
um, day trip probably where you're not carrying the world on your shoulders. But um, we did that and then it went from snow and cold and high elevation to low elevation, hot, 90 degrees and windy and windy. And that added to the suck quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, particularly the wind and the dust that was blowing in our face all night while we were trying to sleep. Um, the heat in which we were hiking, it just, it really sucked lack the of, life out of us. Lack of water. I mean, lack you can't, of water. can't carry water. You got to find a water source. Yeah. Um, you can't carry enough water for enough a four day trip. You, no. you know, you need to be able to, and, and I have a great filtration system. Yeah. Um, that was a good thing. That was proven, um, for sure. It, we, we used it. It was fantastic. Cleaned the water up real good. Tastes great. Um, and we were, we were pulling out of some pretty brackish yeah, water. It was pretty nasty. <laughs> it was pretty nasty. Um, but, you know, so that sucked having to kind of change the, the location, you know, right there at the last. But um, cool thing, the packs that we have, um, I, we both have some Kafaru packs. Excellent. Yeah, we would have been dead, dead without those. Oh, man. that that That's the one thing I can say is, I mean, I was sore, but just exertion sore i wasn't sore because that pack was rubbing me raw i was probably a little sore because i packed it wrong yeah um which i'm sure is a mistake that we made um but man those packs are wonderful yeah i cannot say enough about how freaking comfortable that pack was yeah if you are going to do that start start with a good quality pack yeah yeah don't don't start with a (laughs) yeah yeah no no get a good one um but yeah, so tough, tough, tough. Kyle's over here. Sorry, I heard my <laughs> phone go off. I saw three missed calls from my wife, and oh, I had to look at it. But it was an hour ago, and she was when she was trying to call me yeah, back for the kids. Um, so yeah, that was that was the extent of the basically the pack trip, man. We packed. When you're going off into the Sabinosa Wilderness, it's a pretty steep. Um, about three drop, quarters of a mile, mile down. Yeah, drop off into the bottom of the canyon. Um, and we walked, we hiked just about six miles in. And um, it, it was cool. Not intending to. Not intending to, yeah. We had intended I, to go I, about three miles We were in. just kind of guesstimating. Yeah. Uh, on, on, looking on the map, you know, I was just kind of guesstimating distance. And I really wasn't looking at the, how far we've walked. But we we wanted to get far enough away from the trailhead to where we thought we were away from day hunters, day hunters. Yeah. And we were figuring a good three miles in, and then we could hunt further. Yeah. Um, and we were going to continue kind of traveling and camping and traveling and camping and hunting on the way. But, but, um, water is a huge issue. Yeah. And so we, we got in there a little ways, probably a mile or so yep. mile, mile and a half and the water quit well, the water quit so there were there was water in the bottom here and there pulled up um but not necessarily running water but but pulled up and we run out of that about about a mile mile and a half 
and we got to four miles and we were like, well, there's, we just, just keep looking for water. You know, kept going looking for water and ended up six miles in, ended up six miles in. And we got to a point and we were like, okay, we, we might have to camp and then get up in the morning and hunt and then go back to water. Yeah. Uh, if we can't find any tomorrow. Um, and then we were like, you know, let's look at that group of trees and see if there's water there. And then let's look at that group of trees and see if there's water there. And I think we went to like two or three too many groups of trees in. <laughs> uh, but we finally found water again. And so we were super, super stoked for a minute. Um, and we set camp and decided to try and hunt a little bit. Now we set camp and then we took a nap. Yeah. Yeah. And then went to go hunt. And then went to hunt. But... The hunt, it just wasn't a hunt. I mean, I was just, I was so tired, so beat. Uh, and then we woke up the next morning to heat and wind yeah. and dust in the face. Um, but we did have water, so that was good. And just... And sore. And sore. So it just, just a miserable, I had a miserable mi- I trip. Had a, I had a miserable night. I did yeah. not sleep at all. And the pack out when when we when we when we decided to call it quits and pack out, um, that was a long, hard march to get back out there, um, get back out of there. But we did it, and to me, that was my favorite part of the trip. Back out. <laughs> no, not necessarily that we were going back out, but just to to me, it was. I was impressed with how beat down we were, how tired we were, how miserable it was. Um, we marched out of there in a good fashion. And uh, I, I I just, in doing that, I knew we're not quitting because we can't physically do this. And that made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it would have been one thing to hike off in there a mile and then just cry about how bad it hurt and go right back out. Um, but the fact that we were physically capable and just knew we didn't like it, didn't enjoy it made me happy. Yeah. You know, so I, I liked that part. I liked getting Kyle, out Kyle, too. Kyle liked going home. <laughs> <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was pretty dang sore. Well, and I, um, that was another thing that I did not expect is uh, the boots I was using. I had broken them in the whole year before. I'd used them on that sheep hunt, and they were fantastic. Did not mess with my feet one bit. They were comfortable. They were, you know, all that stuff. And then I um, wore them to somewhat through the, through the winter time. You know, mm-hmm. they're waterproof, so in, when it was snowing and stuff like that, I would use them. And I don't know what happened. I put them on this trip, and they ate my feet alive. The, my heels specifically just tore them up. An, an extra 60 pounds on your back would probably contribute but it, to that. But they tore, up, they tore up my heels when we were shed hunting, too. That's true. So I don't know what happened. And we didn't hunt. We, we didn't did, go that we far. We didn't go that far. A couple, couple miles, couple, yeah. three miles. You know, I don't know. So. I, I don't know. I, 
that was a, that was a factor for me. Had had my feet been okay, I might have been inclined to say, "Let's stay and hunt a day and see how we feel." Yeah, because my muscle soreness, well, I could get over that, but my feet, I could, I just couldn't walk. Yeah, and it wasn't the, it wasn't either of those for me. It was just the heat, the dust in the face, the uncomfort. Yeah, that I just didn't enjoy. But, um, so yeah, there it is. It was an experience. It was an One experience. One I hope to never duplicate. <laughs> but, um, so draw results are out. Draw results are out. And one of the coolest things about draw results. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh. One of the coolest things about draw results coming out this year is. A lot of the responses on Facebook, social media. Yeah. Period. Um, <laughs> that's been one thing that's frustrated us in the past. It is. It is. And in the past, we've seen it an awful lot, and we've talked about it on this podcast an awful lot. You know, it never fails when you, when the results come out, man, there is just a plethora of whining. Yep. So much whining. And I'm not saying that there's there was none this year. But I was gearing up for this mass turnout of complaining because we have 80,000 more applicants this year than we did last year. And and so I just really thought it was going to be super, super bad. And some of the and some of the typical comments that that we're used to seeing is the game department's just ripping us off and yep. trying to take our money. And really, the big one that makes us mad is we need to go on a point system. Yep. Yeah, and so two things um, specifically on social media that I saw this year that just this just gave me hope that it's all kind of heading in the right direction here in New Mexico is, one, a lot of people that didn't draw out had a very positive, better luck next year kind of attitude. And it was really cool to see. Uh, a lot of people talking about, I'll go turkey hunting, and I'll go fishing, and I'll go quail hunting, and stuff like that. Yeah. Very, very positive to see. Um, also, I'll find a private land tag. Yeah. Really, really cool to see um, that that option exists is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then another one is, like you were talking about, the point system, any kind of bonus point or, or preference point or anything like that. Anytime I saw that mentioned... Awesome. Holy crap, it got shot down quick. Yeah, they got jumped all over. So, so fast. <laughs> and in years past, it had a lot more support. Yeah. But I think that the more people are educating them about the draw and hunting systems and the systems in other states, they're realizing what a gem we have here in New Mexico in the fact, in the fact that everybody has a chance. Yep. And there's no... There's no um, type of point system here that's going to cut out a large group of people, particularly new hunters. New hunters. So that was really cool. It was. Yeah, I liked seeing that a lot. Um, yeah. Um, another one that I saw was that, that we typically see people kind of jump on the bandwagon about is you know, I haven't drawn in this many years. And I, you're starting to see people say, well, what are you putting in for? Yeah. And that's what we've been saying the whole time. What are you putting in for? And yep. you took a bunch of screenshots and, I did. and looked at, you know, the thing whenever someone said, 
showed all reds and started complaining about it, you would look them up and say, well, every hunt you put in for was a quality high demand hunt. Yeah. Of course you're not going to draw. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of that. I took a lot of screenshots. I mean, cause there was still some complaining. It just wasn't near the level. No, and you didn't have the bandwagon jump on. You had a lot of opposition saying, hey, consider this, think about this. Yeah. Uh, And the other thing that I noticed was a lot less just negativity overall. Yes. Um, So awesome. A lot less, you know, people mad that somebody drew this tag or that tag or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Like you said, it was a lot of... Well, unsuccessful. Good luck next year. I'm going to go do this or that. Yeah, uh, which was which was cool to see. Um, shoot, the the one thing that we're starting to see on social media, and we were we're proponents of being, I guess, not necessarily being open, but uh, we're proponents of sharing information, doing things like that. But we've never been, you know. We've never been proponents of somebody saying, I drew this tag. Where should I go hunt? Yeah. Um, we, we we want you to do your research. There's nothing wrong with asking for a little help. But mm-hmm. a, a good example of that, let me back up. One thing we're seeing is a lot of people who are saying, they're getting pissed off because people are saying, I drew this tag. I've never been there. Where should I go hunt? That in and of itself is not is not necessarily bad as long as you put the effort in. And, and I think that question in and of itself should be asked in a, in a better way. This is the research I've done. What do you guys think about it? Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, I drew this tag. I've never been there. Where should I go hunt? There's nothing wrong with drawing a tag in a place that you've never been. That's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but in the way that you in the way that you ask for help is really what's gonna kind of either trigger people or you know, yeah. make, make people mad. The, that's the way that I would uh, approach it. Yeah. It, it's just like our turkey hunt. We we decided we want to go in the Cruces Basin. We did the research, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. What we asked, you know, what you got on and asked and said, hey, I've been hearing that you can't get into the Cruces Basin. Yeah. If you've hunted there before, have you ever done it at these dates? And we got responses yeah. that were positive that said, I was in there last week. You couldn't get through because of snow. Yeah. I I asked, I asked two questions. So one was that. The other question I asked was, hey, I don't remember how I phrased it, but I asked about Turkey and Cruces Basin. You know, are there any Turkey and Cruces Basin? Um I didn't get really any responses to that question, um, which is fine. That's fine. I don't. I don't mind that. Uh, the answers that I was going to get really had nothing to do with, or they would have had no bearing on whether we win or not. Right. Um, because one, I understand that by asking that question, anybody that actually haunts in Cruces Basin Wilderness for Turkey is very likely to say, nope, nothing in there. And that's okay. But um, sometimes somebody will PM you from a, from a question like that and be like, you know, I had hunted in there two years ago and I saw quite a few turkey, but no toms or this or that, you know, the other. But um, 
You're you're absolutely right. I've I've done a ton of research on that. I I I did research on that area a long time ago because uh, me and Don drew deer tags in that unit. Yep. And I wanted to go off into Crucian Basin Wilderness then, um, and we never got to. But I haven't been able to put a lot of boots on the ground. I've done a lot of e-scouting on that area. And I've done a lot of e-scouting on the Crucis Basin Wilderness. Um, knew the layout pretty well. What I didn't know, and it's, it's, it's funny because New Mexico, right? We've got such a diverse landscape here in New Mexico. When you get up there around that country, it's not... It doesn't look like the Redoso. elevation it is. Yeah, it doesn't look like the elevation it is. It doesn't look like Redoso, Cloudcroft, um, any of the places we saw in Idaho, Montana that had high elevation, right? It just doesn't look like it. It's plateaus and uh, basins and stuff like that. So I was kind of shocked <laughs> that the elevation <laughs> was so high. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Uh it, you know, we, I just, I just didn't think that, and I wasn't thinking about snow and being able to get in there um, due to elevation. Um, but I've done, a, I've done a plenty of east scouting on there. I've hunted in there before, uh, just not inside the Crucian Basin Wilderness around it. So you can do all kinds of work. The second you answer, answer ask a question like that on social media, you run the risk of getting hammered yeah. simply because. People are going to assume that you haven't done anything, that you're just asking for help. And that's unfortunate, but you're absolutely right. If you're going to ask a question like that, understand you're going to get some serious blowback. But this year, it's been a lot more tempered. Yeah. You know, the comments are a lot friendlier uh, or just not there. Yeah. And that's cool. Because, I, you know, and we've talked about that a lot, you know, um, trying not to alienate our fellow fellow hunters. You may not have to, you, you know, don't give them any information if you don't want to, but don't run them down. Yeah. Uh, and so the questions I asked were, you know, we got great response on the weather up there and the conditions of the roads and stuff like that. Um, but and, and a piece of advice that we have always advocated to our listeners is talk to a game warden. What did you talk to, Kyle? Game warden. A game warden, right? Yep. So we didn't choose just one source. Yep. We chose, we chose multiple. And we did our research. It really doesn't matter <laughs> either way because I think had we gone to Crucial Space and Wilderness and we'd have been able to get in there and done that, it, the result would have been the same. Probably. It wasn't our style of hunting. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know how we got back onto that from. We we're talking, talking about. We we're talking oh, about yeah, social response, media social responses. Social media responses. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to the the one about the a lot of the I, a lot of the screenshots that I took. I took a bunch of screenshots because people post all of their results. Some just post the colors. Yeah. Some post the whole screen so you can see all the hunts they put in for and everything. Um, and all of those I took screenshots on, and I looked them all up. Uh, not by name or anything like that, just their hunt codes and the drawing odds. And the vast majority 
of people that put in or that didn't draw, every single one of their hunt codes was like less than a 3% chance of drawing the deck. And you can't complain if that's what you're putting into. A perfect example is this year, the deer hunts that we put in for are extremely hard to draw um, because they're high quality hunts. They're low drawing odds. And I knew going in that if there was going to be a year that we don't draw a deer tag, it's this year because we didn't have that safety net. Yeah. We didn't have that third choice, high drawing odds hunt. That's not a great hunt, but is a easy hunt to draw choice. Yep. We did on elk and we drew the elk, yep. but we did not get lucky in the deer. And that's literally what we we would have, you know, when we drew that 2B tag, it wasn't because I structured it right. It's because no. we got lucky and drew 2B, yeah. our first choice. Yeah. Okay. It never made it to our third choice, but had we not drawn that first choice, we probably would have still drew that third choice. And that's the structure of the hunt when you're putting in for hunts. We didn't draw a deer tag because I didn't structure it that way. We, Every could, we couldn't choice. structure it that way based no. on different factors. Yep, different and factors. Going in, we knew yep. there's very little yep. chance we're going to draw a deer this year. Yep, and we didn't. We, we did. didn't draw a deer tag. I'm super bummed, but it's nobody's fault but my own. Yeah. The reason that we didn't draw a deer tag is because the way I structured our, structured our application. The reason that we drew an elk tag is because of the way I structured our application. But guess we, what? We were able to do that. But guess what? It gives us the opportunity to look at a deer tag either in another state or on private, private land. land. Yep. Which we will absolutely do. Absolutely. Um, and now I'm not going to blame the fact that 80,000 hunter, extra hunters put in. I'm not going to blame the fact that we don't have a point system. I'm not going to blame the fa- uh, I'm not going to blame. I say blame the fact because none of them are facts. Uh, well, it is a fact that we don't have a point system, but. Um, it is a fact that that many more people did. Yeah, yeah. But I'm but not. it's gonna, not a causation. And I'm not going to blame the Department of Game and Fish because they don't know what they're doing. Because that's not true. Um, the reason that we didn't draw a deer tag is because we put in for some seriously hard tags to draw. Because that's the date range that we had available. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, we've, there's a specific hunt. I'm not going to mention a unit or anything like that, but... There's a specific archery hunt that we've been wanting to draw. Mm-hmm. And one of these days we'll draw it. Yep. But it's a very hard tag to draw. It's, it's, I think, just almost as hard to draw as 2B. Yeah. And I, I hope that someday we draw it because I think it'll be an amazing, amazing hunt. Um, but so be it. You know, that's, that's the way it goes. And in the system that we have, which is a system I love and advocate for, I'm just going to have to wait to get lucky. Yeah. And and one, one of these days we will, yeah. and we'll get to go hunt. But between now and then, I still want to hunt, so I'm going to hunt crappier hunts, harder hunts, so we can get out there in the wilderness. But, um, so, um, you already talked about your, your hunt that you were extremely excited about, John, so I don't know if we want to rehash that. Which one? Which one? Oh, the Oryx hunt? Yeah. Oh, I haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, I think we talked about it. We talked about you drawing it on the on the turkey hunt podcast. So we said we were going to do a red or green 
podcast. Oh, yeah. You wanted to, oh, no, I'm you totally, wanted to I, brag. I am totally talking. I'm totally going to talk about my work stack. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many? We talk about all kinds of stuff multiple times on this podcast, we Kyle. Do. We you do. Think I'm that. not going to talk about my own? No. Um, I was just kind of saving that for last. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, super stoked about that. Now, there's a hunt that you cannot really structure to gain odds. You just have to get lucky. There's there's not a lot of difference in in drawing odds between the best and the worst. Because, I mean, you, you can have less than 1% or just about 4%. Yeah. chance and that's your that's your range right there um in across the board for oryx i've been putting in for oryx forever uh ever since they had the off-range hunt i've never put in for an on-range hunt um but ever since they started having the off-range hunt i've been putting in for it and i've never drawn it and i finally drew it this year and i drew it in a great month but i i did have a little bit of strategy yeah. Um and I'm not I can't necessarily not go into the strategy cuz that's not how we do it, is it, Kyle? Nope. Um one thing over the past few years that has become exceptionally popular is barbary sheep hunting. Mhm. And I know that when I'm putting in for hunts, I look at, I, else, I have to look at so much, what else is going on. I, I have to look at, you know, when we're putting in for elk and deer and, and bighorn sheep and all of these different hunts, right? I have to make sure that they don't, I don't want to draw uh, a bighorn sheep tag and an elk tag at the same time or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, you, you, you've got to structure it. And, uh, I've also got my kids hunts and I don't want my kids drawing out for a, drawing a tag that coincides with the hunt season for my tag because you want to focus on your kids. I want to focus on my kids. So I look at all that. And so in looking at that, a very popular thing has become this, this audit hunts, Barbary, hunt, Barbary sheep hunts. And those are predominantly in February. And I drew a February Oryx tag. And I put that on there, um, one, because I want to hunt in a colder month. Yeah. And typically, those colder month hunts are harder to draw because nobody really wants to be hunting oryx in July because that's just stupid. Yeah. Um, it's still, still people apply for it because it's uh, an oryx. It's an oryx. But I, I just, I've been having a feeling that that February hunt is going to hit one of these days because so many more people are hunting Barbary sheep in February. Yeah. And they don't want to have two tags in February. If they're anything like me and trying not to double up on those draws, then uh, they're thinking that. And maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe not. When I look at the drawing odds for next year and how many people put in, that'll that'll determine that. Um, but yeah, I, I got very lucky. I drew an off-the-range Oryx tag. Um, and I cannot be happier. It, I even you know, even above Bighorn, just because I have been putting in for Oryx for so long and I haven't drawn it. If I could have only gotten one tag this year, I would have wanted an Oryx tag. Yeah. Um, and next year it'll be different because I've had 
the Oryx tag. But so I I've, I just cannot even say how excited I am for that hunt. Yeah. Um, I've I've been waiting for that for a long long time. And if you if the listeners are asking, um, you know, Rodney and I and Dedon all pretty much put in for the same hunts. For the most part, uh, this is the one divergence that we had. Uh, yeah. Well, we 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 don't put in together for Bighorn because the odds are that you're not going to you draw can't. three. You, you can't you, really do you that. You can't. You can't. It's not an attach. Um, but you can uh, but attach for Oryx. You can attach for Oryx. And we specifically, Rodney and I specifically talked about it. Well, it, it was, hold up. It was actually an accident at first. At first. Yeah, because I'd sent you the hunt attach code. Yep. But you didn't see it. No. So you put in for for your own stuff. My own off range. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I caught up with you right after you put in. Yep. And I was like, hey, you didn't attach for Oryx. And you were like, I put in for Oryx. And I was like, no, you didn't attach. And you said, well, you didn't send me an attach code. And I was like, yeah, I did. And we looked, and you were like, okay, well, should I should I switch? And I was like, I don't know, yeah. And and we discussed it, and you decided, or we decided, that you weren't going to yep. attach. Um, now, I, the specific purpose for that, and in in for my thinking, whenever we did this, was... Mm-hmm. Um, I put in for January. He put in for February. If either one of us draw, we're all going hunting. <laughs> yeah, we're all going anyway. So it, it didn't matter. But but he drew and I didn't. And, yep. and he rubs it in my nose and says, ha-ha, I drew and you didn't. <laughs> I don't say you didn't. I just say I did. I'm I'm not excited that you didn't draw and I'm not laughing at you for not putting in with me. That's not true. But you said. Just once. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> That's just once is still true. Um but yeah, I literally, my, I, I'm just so excited about that hunting. I, I, I can't, I, I know I've been driving you crazy. It's going to be because, a long year, oh buddy. Oh gosh, I know February. That, that's almost a full year away. I, I, that that year that would, the only tag that we drew was to be. Mm-hmm. That was a long year. It was a very long year because we didn't get to go hunt. I mean, we could have done other stuff, but, but as a matter of fact, I think we did. We did. We? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was still a very long year to get to that January hunt, and this is a February hunt. Now, granted, I have an elk tag. Um, my kids each got antelope tags, and that's a point I want to talk about here in just a second. But um, so we have elk tags. We're going to get deer tags. Yep. We know that, and we may do some out of state hunting this year. So there's going to be plenty of hunting between now and that February hunt. But, man, I get to go over to and I'm super stoked about that. Yep. Um, antelope. So this, we were talking about social media posts earlier. And this is one that really did kind of tweak me because go out and educate yourself, people. There was a post on social media about, we need more youth hunts. <laughs> and it really cracked me up because... This guy or this person, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, but this person um, was blasting the Department of Game and Fish because they don't have enough youth hunts. Because their kid didn't draw. Because their kid didn't draw one, and they haven't drawn one in a few years. And, dude, learn to read the drawing odds report. Because one thing's for a fact. Every single year, there are a ton of youth hunts. Leftover tags. Leftover tags. Okay. 
generally not an elk. Sometimes some elk, but generally not. But there's always leftover deer youth mm-hmm. tags. And since they changed the system, there's leftover antelope tags. Period. Go buy you one. And if there's a bunch of leftover tags, the department is not going to add youth tags. Stop putting in for these hunts that are super hard to draw. The Fort Sumner Youth Area. Don't do it. Okay? I mean, put in for it, but have yourself a second or third choice backup. Yep. All right? My kid, Maggie, has drawn antelope twice now. Yep. Been putting in for three years. And she's drawn two antelope tags. My son, his first year putting in, drew an antelope tag. Look at these drawing odds reports. They are not hard tags to draw. They're just not. If if your kid hasn't drawn, it's because you're not willing to spend enough time to take them hunting outside of your backyard. Get out of your backyard. Take your kids hunting. Get them into the sport. Don't be lazy. That's just, that, that's just a fact. I'm not even going to go light on them. Take them hunting. There's plenty of opportunity out there. Yeah. And then there's also the youth encouragement hunts. Yep. And there's a ton of them. I know that they sell out real fast, but man, there's all kinds of opportunities. And the last thing is this. I don't think that there is a landowner out there. I know there's a landowner out yeah. there. For the majority yeah. of landowners that are out there. They're not going to say no. They're not going to tell not you no for no. a youth. Not for a youth. If you go to them mm-hmm. and say, hey, my kid would like to hunt mm-hmm. a doe antelope, a cow elk. Mm-hmm. If they have the ability to give you that tag, they're going to. They're going to. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Send your kid in. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't ask yourself. Send the kid in. You know, or 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 do ask, but ask in secret and be like, hey, I'm going to have my kid call you and ask if they can hunt, blah, blah, blah. That's what I did. Yep. That's what you did, you know, and let your kid ask. You know, Teach them that it's okay to go ask these these private landowners, hey, can I hunt on your property? Because it does two things. It promotes good relationship between private landowners and public hunters. And it builds it'll, confidence it, in your kid. It'll help bridge that gap in the future. The, the more we teach our kids to respect private land and to be friendly with them and be able to approach them, the better relationship the two sides are going to have in the future. Yep. And we we honestly need to bridge that gap between private land owners and public land hunters. Yep. You are right. So yeah, dude, take your kid hunting. Super simple. Super simple. Super super. Um, what else didn't we cover? That's all we were going to cover tonight. So we were going to cover the congratulations to everybody who drew. Absolutely. Um, for those that didn't draw, uh, like, has been tweeted Facebook, Instagram, all over. There's plenty of opportunities out there mm-hmm. to hunt that you don't have to draw a tag. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, pick, pick pick a pick a new pick a new genre and give it a shot. Yeah, uh, I I've seen. It's very encouraging because um, one it it backs up our beliefs on the private landowner system, right? And uh. I've seen a lot of people posting on there asking, inquiring about um, tags for sale. And that's extremely encouraging this year. Um, 
because it shows people are educating themselves on that private land use system and they're seeing the benefits of it, yeah. especially in a year where supposedly it was much harder to draw a tag. Uh, super excited to see the drawing odds report for this year um, and the facts on how many more people applied than the year before. And um, But yeah, it's super cool to see that. Super cool to see people asking for those tags. And I, I've seen plenty of people posting about uh, cube tags and stuff like that. So it is super encouraging to see that, um, to see that happening. It means people are starting to see the benefits of it. And I really like that. I, I enjoy seeing that. Yeah. So I agree. Um, keep it up. I, I was really thoroughly pleased to see the, the response after this is this year's draw. It's yeah. been different from every other year that I've seen it. So different. So different. I, I hope that we have had an effect in that. Yeah. Um, but I don't really care if it was us or them educating themselves or just learning. I don't care where it come from. Um, the, the presence on social media about hunting this year was, uh, after the draw, was a very nice surprise. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Definitely. So, um quick dig uh do not forget to fill out your harvest reports this year <laughs> as soon as your hunt's over <laughs> and thanks for joining <laughs> adios adios thanks for joining not a grande outdoors podcast come follow us on instagram twitter facebook and youtube Don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.